Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park So where are the where are the coconut shrimp? <laughs> I am so dumb. Welcome to Behind the Sins, presented by Cinema Sins. Welcome to Behind the Sins, a weekly look at everything going on inside the world of Cinema Sins. I'm Aaron Dicer, and I'm joined, as always, by Jonathan Watkins. Hello, hello. Indonee Hughes. We write for CinemaSins and TV Sins and do various other things inside the CinemaSins universe as well. Danae is either doing her Herald voice or she is constipated. One of the two <laughs> things is happening right now. It was the old man voice. So, uh, so yeah. How's Harold this morning? Good. My back hurts. I was out in the garden getting my maters done before the frost comes, you know, as you do. What is the weather like there? Is it getting cooler? I exactly. guess we're probably about the same. It's, yeah, we're, we're kind of the same. We're like a day it's ahead actually, of you, basically. It's really warm. <laughs> it went like it went like 80s. It was cool before we left, and then we went to my wife mm-hmm. and daughter and I and my mom went to Hilton Head, and it was actually cooler there than it was here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It yeah. cooled off today. It's going to be it's going to be cooler. I think we're officially going to hit fall here soon. And uh, now that the weather report is out of the way, we can get into the <laughs> the rest of the show. Uh, here at, <laughs> here at Behind the Sins, we do uh, we do weathers on the sevens uh, just to keep you updated <laughs> with uh, your morning commute. We'll give you a traffic report coming up soon. Going now to Danae in the helicopter. Uh, <laughs> Hey, hey, I just gave you a helicopter. You got to run with it, man. Oh, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Going now to uh, Aaron in the helicopter. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's looking good uh, down on the I-4. Uh, they've got a little bit of a backup going on right around exit uh, 69. Nice. Okay, oh, I can't sorry. do it okay. anymore. It's, too, <laughs> it's a lot of tongue work. Too much. And we're back. And we're back. Uh, or are we? Uh, I don't know. It's been a weird morning. We don't morning. know anymore. It's been a, definitely a weird morning. Should we just get into the show? Should we just? Let's do it. Yeah, All yeah, right. yeah. Let's just get into it. Let's do this inside scoop. What's he building in there? We're going to take a look at the videos from the week, the process of sending them, how we felt about the stuff that we're sending in general. Uh, Let's get into it with TV Sins. We're kicking off a run of Simpsons Treehouse of Horror episodes. Very excited about this as a Simpsons fan. Uh, So we'll kick it off with the OG original Treehouse of Horror episode, which uh, is the only Treehouse of Horror episode to actually include a treehouse. So (laughs) 35 seasons later or whatever. It really hasn't ever been done again. No. No, no, I I had totally forgotten they even had it in a treehouse in the first one because I probably hadn't seen this since I was like a teenager. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. Season two. Well, that treehouse is a little bit perplexing, though. Like, 
how did the how did the little toddler or the little baby even get up in there? Oh, like I wish she does have those the the grip of a of a bear. Man, if yeah. you're gonna start questioning Simpsons logic, that's the low <laughs> down the chain. Well, and welcome, <laughs> welcome to us questioning Simpsons logic. Uh, that that's is what we do. we're doing now. Uh, this was true. a uh, Dicer Hughes script. Uh, Danae and I wrote on this one, and uh, yeah, I love the Treehouse of Horror episodes. Danae, mm, what's your too. what's your familiarity with these specific run of episodes from the Simpsons? I've never seen them before. Okay. So they are they are new to me. Um I was it was interesting. I kind of picked up pretty quickly that it was just sort of mimicking other horror movies or uh whatever they're called. Stories? Yeah. Content? Uh-huh. Tropes? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Anthologies? Oh, like urban urban legends. Okay. Okay. Yeah, like it has that vibe where it's like gonna play into the whole like urban legend and story stuff. And so that was sort of fun. Yeah. I didn't expect uh, Edgar Allan Poe, and I did not expect to love that one more than the others. That yeah. was a lot of fun. Yeah. I, that's that's a, a one of the, that was probably one of the most famous ones, right? Well, I think it's it's not overstating to say that that segment is one of the primary reasons that this became an annual tradition. People loved that segment, and just the idea that every year you could do three segments and you know hit a home run like that uh, would be fun. And, I, you know, I when they were doing that, I know I did a little bit of research and Matt Groening uh, was very worried about that segment. He thought that people would the hate Edgar it. Edgar Allan Poe specifically? Yeah, yeah specifically mm-hmm. thought the Edgar Allan Poe was going to be a little too artsy for their audience. And uh, I think he was way wrong, which we all are on occasion and underestimated mm-hmm. the audience. Um, so well, this is early like... on, too. This is season two. I mean, they're still trying out things because, mm-hmm. I mean, if you watch season one of The Simpsons, I mean, that's like that's nothing like you know the next couple of seasons i mean they're they were still in the process of trying to figure everything out yeah i didn't know if i was gonna like it when i started watching it though so i think i kind of had that experience where Mm -hmm. i'm like what's going on but then by the end the way that homer was acting i don't know you could really tell the voice actor doing what a voice actor would do and it's not just playing a dumb donut loving character but he actually got to like put emphasis and emotion into Edgar Allan Poe mm-hmm. and delivering. I I was really blown away by that. I had a lot of fun on that particular segment. Like, man, yeah. that was really good. I really enjoyed that. Like, well I, done, Homer Simpson. Like, get that <laughs> boss from off my door. Like, he just was really into it. I loved it. I feel it. like that is the one that's mentioned. Maybe the shinning, which is like the sixth or seventh one. That might be the one that's mentioned the most. We use outtakes from that a lot. Yeah. You know. Uh, and all, all fun. And, what is it? All fun and play make Homer something. Something. Yeah, all work or and no, no fun play. And no, yeah, yeah, all work and no play make Homer something something. <laughs> but I would think the Raven might be the second one I've heard the most mentioned because it's, it's, it's also it's, funny it's, to it's see cl- little. It's just different and see little Bart as a Raven. Yeah, just because you know he would be annoying Homer, so it, it's just really clever. It was a really clever reimagining. Yeah, yeah. and I think it was also fun too to um you know you have Marge stepping out being like okay this is going to be a little bit of a different style show it's going to be a little bit scary and then it was pretty mild but then um I was looking at other ones that came like because I wondered that was pretty mild in violence and and like what was she worried about that they were going to carry knives around it was was 1990 91 I mean you you have to remember like I I, you have to remember like when they you couldn't show anything at seven o'clock or eight o'clock eastern like you could I mean you had that that's why most everything but back then it was sitcoms and stuff because a lot Mm -hmm. of people because I remember when Melrose Place when they moved Melrose Place to like seven o'clock like that caused all kinds of conversations 
controversy and like Buffy the Vampire Slayer. I mean, it's crazy to think now because if you went back and watched Melrose Plays, you'd be like, what? <laughs> but yeah. but back then when, you know, we're watching Family Ties and stuff mm-hmm. like that, that's all that's coming on at, you know, six or seven o'clock or whatever mm-hmm. time, whatever time zone you're in. So I think they did have to put something out there because that was, I, from what I remember, yeah. Simpsons was on like at seven. So and it, it was sun- and it was Sunday, you but know, then I, which is but a then whole I was other like, thing. Looking at images from other ones in the mm-hmm. future and I'm like, oh, that's far more disturbing yeah, like, yeah, yeah, you know sure. like a head walking around or chopped up body parts or whatever yes Head, now, heads I can't around. remember anything specific about people complaining about this, but I wouldn't be surprised if that happened because people complained about everything. I mean, you think people just complain now? We just didn't have Twitter then. But I mean, <laughs> shit, we had, I mean, like I lived through the satanic panic where, you know, uh, musicians had to go in front of the fucking Supreme Court and say they weren't Satan. You know, I mean, so it doesn't surprise me that <laughs> they had to do this. Yeah. Yeah. No, I get it. I get it. Uh, let's move into the video itself uh jonathan since today and i wrote on this what were some of the things you wanted to talk about um well i had a couple of questions um why why is eating fried shrimp with a fork a bad thing that's my question too i do that me too who wrote that that's dumb (laughs) who would even write such a thing everybody eats fried shrimp with a fork come on guys uh, would it Chris do that or did Aaron? No, it was me. It was Aaron. Um, it, really? You guys eat fried shrimp with a fork? Yes. yes. It has a tail that you hold on to. Why <laughs> would Not you all ever... fried shrimp has a tail. Why a, would you... And I don't like getting my hands greasy. Do you eat French fries with a fork? No. I do sometimes, but French fries <laughs> typically aren't as greasy as fried shrimp. Uh, I, any fried food. With a fork. Like fried food is finger food. Like I do, chicken actually, tenders. I do, no, it depends. I don't eat fries that often, but like, especially if it's like a chili cheese fry situation or something like that, hell yeah, I mean, that shit would work. I'm well, that yeah, if, you, if you've got it doused in liquids, like I get that, but like fried food is finger food. I mean, do you eat chicken tenders with a fork? Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay, so here's the thing. I cut uh, them up and eat them. Yeah. I, I am uh, obviously in the minority on this show. But I show. think fried shrimp, <laughs> I know what you're saying. I think fried shrimp is more acceptable with a fork. I, most people, I've, I've, I, in fact, I've rarely seen people not eat it with a fork. It is super rare. Not that I've really? a lot of people eat fried shrimp. I that'd feel be my... like we need to do a poll. I feel like this okay. needs to be a poll because I think I'm uh, in the majority on this, but I could okay. be wrong. I could I absolutely know. be wrong. Also, why would you waste another knife when you have a perfectly fine one sitting there to spread the mayo? <laughs> that didn't make any sense to me either. Right, I'm feeling attacked. So if we can just move on to the next one. Um, apparently, I do everything wrong and... Fine. What I love about this is in the in in the um, combine process when we were doing notes and everything together, (laughs) I didn't question the sin. I didn't bring up like, well, I eat it. But I think I did ask you, is this how you eat shrimp? And he's like, yeah. And I'm like, okay, whatever. Yeah. You're the narrator. You hold it by the tail. Then you use your teeth. To be to pull the the nice meat out of the tail so that you get all of that meat. And no, then... if it has a tail on it, I just I cut the tail off with my fork and then I scoop what? up the part that's not the tail. Yeah, what? That's that's how I, I've been wow. raised. I do try to pull the tail out with your hand, now, right? Um, well, if it's it, it just depends. If it's like the if it's like the shrimp that come like the cold shrimp, like a shrimp cocktail, right? I use my hand. Yeah, you you have to understand. But that's not though, fried I, shrimp. No, like, I don't like if it's, getting. If it's, if it's like shrimp in, because I thought she was eating like fried shrimp in um, like rice, mm-hmm. right? That's a fork. I don't pick out the shrimp and eat that like that. 
Okay, I you, you have to understand. Though, I don't. The only <laughs> I don't like getting stuff on my hands too. Like I'm weird about stuff like that. I will eat wings because you know they're so good. So I will eat wings and I'll just deal with it. But I don't like it. I like ribs are the same. I get really weird about ribs too. Cause sure. I get all, but I, and I only eat those that kind of that stuff at home. I won't eat that stuff at a restaurant because it just makes me I don't know just weirds me out. Well, so that's also that's probably why I don't use my fingers. I don't use my fingers unless I have to. I eat pizza mostly with a hand. Although some like abnormally large pizza slices and stuff where stuff is just falling off. I'll eat that with a fork, at least till I get down to where mm-hmm. I can control it. Um, so I might just be more of a fork user. It's possible. I I am really curious. So here's what we're going yeah, to do. Put a poll. I'm going to make the poll right now so that by the end of the show, we'll have some votes. Okay, uh, sure that's fine. Right. Now, I want to make sure I'm wording this fairly because polls can be worded unfairly. So what I'm going to say is how do you eat fried shrimp? Is that fair enough? And then the choices are with a fork, with my fingers. Does that does that work? Does it need to be worded differently? I'm just I trying think to think if there's a third option for how you would eat it. <laughs> well, not for the poll that we want to do. So, <laughs> believe me, the, people will give third options in the comments. Believe me. Okay, 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 okay. That's like Patrick, uh, my friend Patrick on Jeremy and I's friend Patrick on Twitter, Finley Ash. He he did a poll one day where all these selections were some version of yes. He's like, right. And I thought that was on purpose. He's like, no, I just forgot to put no on there. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I'm going to I'm going to preface it with settle an argument. Is that all right? Okay. I mean, so. argument's really strong. <laughs> yeah. Well, what is happening right now today is really like, strong. Whatever, man. Eat with your fingers, I don't care. <laughs> I listen, I I can't believe we're spending so much time talking about this, but I do want to say, if it's if the shrimp is mixed into my meal, I eat it with a fork. If the mm-hmm. shrimp is like an hors d'oeuvre, I eat it with my fingers. That's all go. I have to say. So you could also say, like, I think fried shrimp, to me, I was thinking about it being inside of the rice. So I think you might need to specify if the shrimp is standalone shrimp, fried shrimp, or if it's like in. A, and this is why I can't. I just can't believe that for someone who wants the show to be wrapping up in le- about an hour that we're spending so much time Listen, talking about. Some this. things are important. Some things are, are important. <laughs> some things have to be discussed, you guys. So I also like. The, are we moving on? I also yeah, like let's the, move on. I, getting into the sins rule book. I thought that was very funny. You know what, Aaron? Uh, I want to. That's a Aaron did that. I actually did that in upcoming script um that was just approved and i'm really excited for you to see it because i think you're going to really enjoy it who me um yeah what do you do i put i put the rule book in a main channel script oh the like, rule book you, you know I, like yeah the the nod to let me consult the the sin manual or whatever um but the script has been written now but mm-hmm. it's not going to be actually released for a little while so you won't be able to see it so, so it's she's like telling you i movie. stole from you i stole but i'm from gonna me. let you know hey, after the fact that is the that is sincerest form of flattery as far as i'm concerned i really really loved yeah. it there and it was fun because there's a situation where you're like okay do i do this or this oh but does this cancel it out and then just to kind of make it into a sentence i a lot think of in the corpse bride script somebody uses the my duty to rock that booty uh sin speaking of stealing sins <laughs> hmm, i don't know who did that i think i think barrett and jeremy wrote that script right that's, <laughs> that's what it right. said on that's the right. prep sheet that's right <laughs> uh all right uh what else did you like jonathan um well that and then the only other thing I had written down, I mean, I love this whole video, but the other thing I had written down was uh, Homer certainly within swinging distance and could catch Maggie easily. Where's the effort? <laughs> 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 
like where's so the effort wrong. on not killing the baby? So wrong. Yeah, yeah. Is Maggie still a baby, by the way? Oh yes, always. Uh, I mean, I guess so they've special... literally never aged in thirty-two. Except years. for special time travel episodes where, like, yeah, yeah, they'll yeah. go ahead in time and yeah. and that kind of thing. But even in those, you you never hear Maggie talk. I think there's one episode where they let her say something. Um, but even in when she's older and like those time travel episodes, uh, she doesn't say anything or has something in her mouth or whatever. Because I do still. Oh, that's right. I have seen a few of those things because I do still typically watch the Halloween specials every year. Uh, but I but I haven't been watching just the show itself outside of that uh, for probably a good 15 years, like a lot of people. <laughs> so, yeah, <laughs> that's amazing. I mean, obviously, it still gets ratings. I mean, yeah. they keep doing it. Yeah, so, I mean, yeah, I still watch it. And I then and they're it. getting and then and the, the cost it must be to pay those actors has got to be crazy mm-hmm. at this point. Yep. 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 Um, anything else? No, that's that's what I had written down. Uh, I wanted to mention uh, you wear other people's faces and demand candy for your from your neighbors. What's there to understand? I thought that was really funny. Uh, garbage. That was a delicious orange. At the very least, the note <laughs> should read: the chewy exterior was terrible, but the inside was delicious. Send more. <laughs> I love that. Uh, we mentioned uh, the sin about how they don't uh, ever use the actual treehouse again after uh, this episode. Uh, the sins rule book we mentioned, uh, and then the I'm getting a phone call from Morgan Freeman's people, and then it just becomes a thing uh I, like, yeah. I thought that was fun too that was a lot of fun it was interesting too in this one uh aaron and i had so many crossovers we I tend think this to do was, that on our scripts but it was really this one to me was a little bit wild because i think we had like five six or seven somewhere in that range where we were looking at so many alts um like the uh, starting off our very first thing that we both talked about was how marge walks out in front of the audience and then clears her throat instead of doing that before she steps out on stage. Mm-hmm. And I laughed so hard, not at the joke, but that Aaron and I would both focus on the fact that, uh, you know, as people who could step out on stage and talk to people, you don't do that <laughs> and clear your throat before you go out. That's right. That's right. So that was just really funny to me how many crossovers we have. Yeah. Um, but the, the sin that you wrote, Aaron, about having to say end of the story after your story finishes is a clear sign that your story was lame. If your audience doesn't know when it's over, you're not doing your job right. That's it. That's the sin. Like doing exactly. <laughs> it's just such a funny little wink to us being goofy. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I had the eating shrimp with the fried fork. We'll never bring that up again until next week, I guess, when we talk about the yeah, poll. I didn't know that was going to be so offensive. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, there's already, uh, there's already 22 votes. So do you want oh me to keep God. you updated no. or do you want me to check in uh, later at the That's end? Not really? I mean, it, I don't care. Like, I mean, if more people eat it with a fork, good for them. I have cleaner <gasps> hands. No, tell yeah, tell me, tell me. You want it? You want an update? Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so far, it is uh, 66% fingers. Oh, just changed. 77% fingers, yeah, 22% fork. Mm-hmm. So I guess I'm the one surprised. And did you specify really. if it's if <laughs> the shrimp cares? is in a plate of food, or you or did you say the, the shrimp was separate from the food? Well, see, here's the thing about that. Uh, when do you serve <laughs> oh, fried oh, oh, shrimp? Well, it's like inside of pasta or rice. That's a very strange thing. Yeah, it's, if it's usually in, it's like it's a baked shrimp or something like that that's in rice. Like okay. if you get if you get uh, like a uh, shrimp fried rice. That's not a fried shrimp. That's fried rice. That's a different thing. So she was eating actual like breaded fried shrimp, which oh, is okay. Yeah. So. Well, all right. Interesting. Um, the other one that I really liked was the grip of a coconut crab. <laughs> that was um, good. 
And then it being embellished with adding, uh, she doesn't grab a free solo El Capitan or start an over the top sequel. What's the point of anything? I just like that was um, kind of embellished. So yeah, yeah. it was a, it, it was, it's always interesting to try to send something that the people love and Simpsons is obviously one of them. So it's a, a little intimidating, but had a good time. So, uh, speaking of sending something people love, uh, we did some anime <laughs> sending uh, a while back, by the way. This has been waiting <laughs> for release for two months, I think, two and a half months. A long time. Yeah. yeah. So, so we've been waiting a on this one. Uh, this is Naruto, uh, and it is Enter Naruto Uzumaki. Uh, and as the narrator, I spent, I'm going to say, an hour trying to teach myself to pr- pronounce Naruto uh, instead wow. of Naruto. Uh, which a lot of people say. Uh, so I, I did a little work on that because I didn't want a repeat of the Pokemon uh, situation <laughs> from before. So, so, uh, so yeah, this was a Dicer Hughes script. Um, first time I've ever seen the show. Danae, same for you? Yeah, I had, no, I had never watched it. Yeah, no, the first time I'd watched it. I enjoyed it. Um, I think I, yeah, no, I enjoyed it, actually. I don't know that I'm going to go watch the rest of them anytime soon, but I enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah, I enjoyed it as it's well. It's a cool premise, and uh, right. I could see it. I could see why it's popular. Right, yeah, the premise is is, uh, is really cool. I did, there was part of me that was like, this is something I can see myself getting in, involved in, uh, if not for a couple key things, uh, primary uh, among them being that the main protagonist is absolutely annoying. And I'm not sure how much uh, I could put up with that, but uh, a lot. I, I hope it's it, a lot. That Caillou, that Caillou comparison was wrong, though, man. Caillou is worst. <laughs> like, there's just I, I love that sin, though. I wrote it down, but man, I was just like, it just like I have, I have like flashbacks to Caillou. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. not good. Uh, <laughs> Danae, what are uh, what are your, some of your thoughts on the show itself? Watching it for the first time. Um, I mean, it, what I said about Simpson stands and really anything that there's a massive fan base. There yeah. is a level of intimidation, um, but I had no idea what it was going to even be about. And so I was just like, I don't know, curious why this episode would draw people in to watch it again. Because I just found it to be really annoying being screamed at the whole time. There's a lot of yelling. Um, Welcome to there's anime. There's a lot of yelling. Yeah. I guess it's interesting to see someone do like this ninjutsu type thing. I'm going to say all the words wrong because it's been two months since I did research yeah. on the show. But yeah, this, uh, you know, type of ninja magic, you know, where you can transform yourself. And so maybe there's just this draw to understand about this you know, multi-tailed fox demon living inside of a person and the mystery of that. Like maybe that's baked in there somewhere. But, you know, to me, it was a really strange... And this is anime though, right? Like yeah. it's just, a, it's, a, it's a different pacing, you know, to spend 12 complete silent seconds of a show on a swing <laughs> is just mind boggling to me, the American consumer. You know what I mean? That seems like a brave choice to have that much time dedicated to nothing. Uh, and I, I found myself re-watching it. So I probably spent a minute of my life watching the swing going, but what does it represent? Yeah. <laughs> like, Why are they trying so to registers to people that aren't paying the attention we are there? Like, I don't mean, like 12, I mean, 12 seconds is long. It's I a mean, long, but yeah, it's, it, it really that's is. the thing is it's long enough to where you're like, did I pause it? Mm-hmm. You know, you're wondering if there's something that went wrong. Like, if, if, if it was a, is it skipping? Yeah, especially nowadays with like DVRs and stuff, you'd be like, oh my God, did I, what did I do? Did, <laughs> oh, so, or like if, if it is DVR, was there, yeah. when they were streaming it, yeah. was there an error? And so yeah. did it record? And you're like clicking yeah. to see if the, if the, 
the meter's still moving on it. And it is. And it's for 12. It's a long time. <laughs> well, and it comes back over and over and over again. It's in, uh-huh. I mean, that literally, those sins that I wrote about the swing were pretty stream of consciousness because the very first time I saw the swing, I was like, you are spending way too much time on this swing. And then they just kept bringing it back. And I, I lost my mind. I was just like, and yeah. here's the thing. If you read the comments on the video, fans mm-hmm. of the show are, yeah, I had one of them in the so comment, funny. the comment section was like, you have no, I, I think no, I, I, yeah. I have it written here, but it was like a uh, quote that swing set on this is on the screen for too long. And then they just say, dude, you have no idea. So yeah. apparently the swing does become like a character a in lot. the show. So yeah. And I was, crazy. I was excited to see that because as people who haven't seen this before, and I don't plan on watching the rest of the six thousand episodes that are out there i don't plan on watching them all like it's just funny that people who have that's a recurring thing and to me i just think is it a purposeful decision because there's supposed to be some kind of an element of orphanate like an orphan style reflection here Mm -hmm. does this location come to mean something later on or is it just we need a transitionary image let's use this swing scene you know what i mean yeah so anyway but that baffled me um uh i guess i don't know i i kind of like want to know what happens to him and like does he become a demon does he kill people is he like does what is that like does the demon bust out of him like through his stomach like some alien or does he control it i have so many questions right but i don't know that watching how they would release that information i don't think i'm interested in following the journey episode by episode explain this and annabelle comes home though it's just it's demon (laughs) it's it's just demon shit that's all it is (laughs) just demon shit man uh, hey, Jonathan, what were some of the things you liked on this since uh, Danae and I wrote on this? Going off of what Danae was talking about, that whole demon part feels like it might be important. I thought it was hilarious. Yeah, yeah. And I remember that cracking me up when I was reviewing the script even before I saw it in the video itself. Well, and that was in the uh, discussion of the uh, how the subtitles were so different from the actual yeah. language that was being spoken. Oh, like, man, it completely changes the world building. I, like, mm-hmm. it's, uh, yeah, I, I had that, that written down, too. So, yeah. Um, you had the overcandle their baby sin. That was really funny. Um, also, just sending the dubbing, which, I mean, granted, all these shows have dubbing, but, mm-hmm. I mean, I agree. I'm assuming that was Aaron. Yes, it was. Yeah, I mean, I'm always going to pick subtitles over dubbing, but I kind of feel like with these anime shows, I mean, that's just kind of, well, there are anime shows that are subtitled, though, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I'm not making that up. Oh, totally. Right. Yeah. Yeah, because um, that is one thing. Even, like, Pokemon was kind of fun to me, but you but you said you have that exaggerated, like, you know, talking and, and stuff, and it just, I don't know, it does kind of get on your nerves after a while. Um, I'm I'm beginning to think anime may be a bit exaggerated. I thought it was really funny. And uh, the am I rooting right? I thought was also really funny. Um, and then the sentence audio, I have no idea where that was from. But And I don't know if this, because I was watching this at 1.25, so I don't know what this would sound like watching it at, one o, at regular. But the you pooping sounded like Danae. <laughs> and so, maybe I'm just thinking that's something Danae would say. Well, you're not wrong about that. Um, that is from... Um, Critical Role that is one of the characters who (laughs) famously um, there's this spell that she can cast where she can send a message to somebody 25 words or less and they receive it into their mind and so uh, and then they can respond in 25 words or less so the joke becomes that she just sends it and they're like you don't even know what people are doing you know Mm -hmm. when they're receiving this message and so she sends a message to this really important person in this world and at the end she's like you pooping? <laughs> like, 
sorry, are you pooping? Like, are you busy? And then it just became that's this so hilarious funny. critical role joke. And so, uh, yeah, that's where that one comes from. So shout out to the critters once well, again. Well, and the critters love you in the uh, in the, the in comments. The comments. Like, this is like the third critical role reference we've seen. And I know, it's, just like, it's so yeah. cool. Yeah. I'm in there. I'm in there responding like bidet, bidet, which is something that you do when you watch. You know, anyway. Uh-huh. Yes, yeah. yes. I'm sure the people who need to get it got it. Uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, if if you want to get it, if you want to join us in our like Dungeons and Dragons obsession, like just let me know. Just let me know. You pooping? Okay, bye. You pooping? <laughs> oh, Jester. Uh, uh, Danae, why don't you go next? I guess I should say that's the amazing voice actor, uh, voice actor Laura Bailey. Mm-hmm. So shout out. Yeah, to her. shout out to Laura Bailey. Um, I wrote down quite a few, but um. The are we just skipping right over the sudden appearance of a massive frog with a tongue piercing? It's like never explained. Never explained why there's a massive frog. I guess you have to watch to find out. And I'm sure all the fans are like, you have you don't know, you don't even know. Um oh my gosh. I wrote down so many different things. Well, and I like in that one I had written down too, and sure you could say they are tongue warts, but is that actually any better? <laughs> it is a giant tongue wart if that's a tongue wart. It looks like a piercing. It to does. Me. It really does. Well, it's placed like a piercing. Yeah. Uh, during the transformation, um, Aaron said of, there was something about the way he said good here that gives me the no, no feeling in my no, no place. <laughs> I like, I like that. The default verbal setting is hard sell. Just, I liked how that one was, um, mm-hmm. mentioned. I actually was hoping to kind of get some trolling from my, uh, sin about the lipstick holder in the armband of the shirt. I actually researched that and it's, it's supposed to be like for a pen for writing on scrolls and stuff. Right. But I made it into lipstick, kind of hoping that someone would be like, hey, that's actually not lipstick. But I didn't see I'm sure it in the it's comments, there somewhere. So I'm sure somewhere, somewhere in the comments is someone's letting you know. <laughs> um, and then the um, uh, when, when things are kind of happening and it's emotional, saying like a full minute has passed and now he's bleeding tears and snot. And this is a nightmare of emotion. And I was promised ninja shit. I love that. <laughs> Uh, look at the pipes hanging off the bottom of this no rails death balcony made me laugh uh, liked that and then the chance to shout out swing kids by singing if it don't mean a thing if you don't show that swing do wop do wop do wop do wow so yeah good stuff enjoyed it you guys mentioned all the other ones I had written down swing uh, kids is a movie that, that people like swing kids <laughs> is a great movie and uh, the only thing here more, we go here we go the, the only thing more popular than swing kids is eating fried shrimp with your fingers um, <laughs> all right on to or newsies. <laughs> or newsies. On to music video sins. Uh, Miley Cyrus, a favorite uh, among the Cinema Sins offices, as, as if that were actually a thing. Uh, and we're going with Midnight Sky is the song. And um, did Barrett have anything to say? I don't I don't remember. Did Barrett get ba- say anything about uh, this one? Uh-huh. Miley is pants averse. God bless her. She's a unicorn, kind of like Justin Timberlake. I like her personality more than I like her music, but the song is fine. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. I like the song. I um because I, I worked on this one too. Um so I listened to it a bunch. It kind of I mean we even called her uh Debbie Harry in the video, but it kind of had that like Stevie Nicks had that kind of era, like the mm-hmm. 80s Fleetwood Mac, Debbie Harry kind of era. It just had that feel to it, heart maybe even. I just, I don't know. I dug it overall. Like it's it's one of my more favorites of hers re- of recent. You know, yeah. Miley. Yeah. No, I think it's a good song. I like it. Um, What about the video? What do you guys think? Danae, why don't you go first? Um, Miley is intoxicating and beautiful and I love her voice. 
And I think she's a really interesting artist to watch because of how she's just so embraced her her beautiful form. And, you know, I, I like the songs that are like, I don't belong to anybody. I'm going to do my own thing. Those are kind of anthems that I think are powerful. Um, and reinventing a song multiple times is... Uh, is fine. I think that's, I think it's good. But I, um, I just, I don't know. There's something about it that didn't connect with me because I don't think that visually the story was like powerful. It was just her singing in various like poses. Agree. So it's it's the most boring kind of video for me. Totally agree. It was like a, it was like a photo shoot. Yeah, went very good. You know what I mean? It's like a photo shoot, which again, Miley is beautiful to look at. And so, um, but I kind of want the artistry to, like when you do a video, you have an opportunity to bring in a whole different level of artistry. And I didn't find that the the photo shoot qualities were giving me artistry to amplify what the song was about. Right. I yeah. thought it was I thought it was more like, oh, what if I was laying on gumballs, you know, or like I want to like be drifting. I want to I just want to have bangles all over, you know, and just and that's really cool. And I, I don't mind. I don't mind that. But I just to me, it looked more like a, a song mixed with ego rather than a song mixed with message. Yeah, I mean, I I will say, I don't know, I know artists are limited right now, because, or at least they were at this time, because of restrictions. Right, exactly. this would have been filmed during, Mm -hmm. you know, corona. Right, and and I don't know the situation behind it, but, Mm -hmm. so to me, it's almost like, well, maybe you can come up with a different way to do a video then. Like, maybe, what if, what if your visage isn't there at all? What if it's animated? You know, what if it's Well, like that Billie Eilish video we just did. Yeah, and I'm not saying it has to be, like, a copy of of Billie, um, because I don't, I don't think that's true, but there's got to be another way to sort of present a message, but maybe the message here is something that she didn't know how to connect to. And so this is sort of what sells and it, and it does, it, it does sell and it does work. Um, and, and I think Miley is one of those artists who wouldn't be confused by uh, someone like myself saying, I think she's really okay with her sexual sexuality and her sexual um, energy coming to the forefront of her performances. And that's what I'm kind of seeing here more than I'm seeing the message of her song. Mm-hmm. I think that's fair. I think that's right. Okay. Um, Jonathan, what are some of your thoughts on the uh, the Sins video? Um, I love the the whole Mario Kart sin and him just going yeah. fucking Billy. Yeah, yeah. Um, this was this was mine, but I just I really enjoyed it. I, I just I'm glad he left it in there. The the whole thing about the sweat uh, fripping off of her days. Yep, I thought was, <laughs> and I thought was well read by Barrett. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And I also like the uh, who's going to chew on the butt gumball. That was, I know that had that was my absolute favorite. Song. That killed me. That was so unexpected and funny. And then how he transitioned it to be like, well, I mean, like, and on the other ball, it was just one big ball. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it just kind of kept going with it. Yep. Yeah, that was uh, good. Uh, yeah. Danae, what about you? Um, I took screenshots of my favorites. And my uh, tabs just closed. So <laughs> go to you and then come back to me and um, I might have them pulled up. And if not, we can just skip over me. No, that's fine. I Jonathan literally uh, took most of mine. I have one left. Uh, the only the only one he didn't mention was has Miley Cyrus caught the lady, uh, the lady Gaga virus that makes you allergic to pants. I thought that was yep. uh, that was really funny. So I wrote that one down. Sweat's ripping off of her days. 
<laughs> I definitely had that one written down. I had every one you mentioned written down. It was just so good. It was so dumb. It was just, but that thing is, I don't know if you watched the actual video because it's really more pronounced when she's just uh-huh. like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like she just, like she nailed it. You know, you uh, mentioned you mentioned something. Oh, you found him? Okay. Yeah, I was going to yeah, stall yeah. for a little bit, but go ahead. I just pulled him up on my phone to make it quicker. I like the whole like um, in 2070, she'll be writhing around on stage belting. I don't need any medical assistance, motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> uh and then his um hatred for disco um that was intense was that was intense fantastic yeah i really enjoyed that yeah yep good stuff as always on music video sins uh let's head on to cinema sins and we'll kick it off with corpse bride which was a scott Watkins script jeremy and jonathan writing on this if i have my information <laughs> correctly uh which occasionally i don't um but yes i believe this was uh Jer- jeremy and jonathan so do we have uh jeremy thoughts on this yes we do but i have to find them and it's just like a wall of text so bear with me as i potentially struggle (laughs) uh corpse bride he says i saw corpse bride in theaters because of how much i love nightmare before christmas but this movie has very little of that film's charm the songs aren't very catchy or fun the voice performances are stale and it's just not magical at all and let me just tell you that this movie has the stupidest curse ideology ever she stood up in the woods by her man who kills her and through no power of anyone really it's determined by the forces of the universe that her hand will turn into a tree and (laughs) if anyone proposes to that tree hand she will have a new husband and the proposer has to say has no say in the matter and everyone down below in Deadland acts like this is just pg and common they just can't understand his confusion like i guess she's the only person ever murdered in this reality (laughs) otherwise wouldn't there be a shit ton more tree hands out there waiting to get accidentally proposed to (laughs) why is she half bone and half blue skin how did she know dude even had a dead dog let alone know which dead dog it was so that she could give the ghost dog to him as a present why does a ukrainian haunting spell have the word hopscotch as it (laughs) as it's click your heels twice to return home magic phrase this was my favorite sin to write because i make this point then say it should be a ukrainian word like pips Pipscock, which most people will just assume is Ukrainian word, but it's also the Ukrainian word for hopscotch. I did not know that. I was wondering that when I watched it. Mm-hmm, so this mm-hmm. is why you listen to the show, guys, to learn all the information. Uh, he com- continues by saying, and it's just silly to me that the word, no matter the language, would be hopscotch. Why not Cece? Cece, my playmate, or Double Dutch, or Yahtzee. Everyone's motivations suck. He falls for the corpse bride after beginning to feel sorry for her and playing a piano duet with her, even though she's a hideous, festering, half-skinned skeleton with a slug living behind her eye. And then, after being insistent insistent about this marriage like a boss all movie long, she just changes her mind at the end and tells him to marry the human girl. The end. Uh, nicely said, Jeremy. Uh, I think uh, pretty much covered everything. Uh, <laughs> I actually don't. I, this is one I don't, actually don't remember if I've seen. So I'm just going to pass on this because I don't. If I, I have seen it, I don't remember it at all. I love this movie. Um, I I love Nightmare Before Christmas as well. I might actually enjoy. It. I find this one maybe a little more watchable, like rewatchable. Um, that is re- shameful to say. You should be ashamed of yourself. <laughs> Are you a Nightmare Before Christmas fan? I love Nightmare Before Christmas. Have you seen Corpse Bride? No. 
<laughs> leave me alone uh, no no i love i love both of them very much they're both i love claymation and i just stop motion or i mean i, I mean stop motion mm -hmm. animation i really like and uh i love the look of this one and i do think it looks different than nightmare uh i love the i love the voice work uh especially helena bonham carter i think she's excellent and um i don't know i just i just really find i think it's a fun story and i just i just enjoy the hell out of it this but it was a lot of fun to work on it was it was not hard to send or anything yeah uh just like i don't think nightmare would be either uh because there's obviously things you can find but sure uh, but no i don't know i enjoy these i enjoy this i enjoy frankenweenie as well i enjoy these world i enjoy these like stop motion worlds that tim burton and henry Selleck and all those guys uh you know helped create for a few years there so nice well, it's nice yep. to get some Corpse Bride, you know, love on the table, uh, you know, because I'm sure there are people who really do uh, love this movie in addition to you, Jonathan. So it's nice, nice to have have that voice. Um, and especially considering Janae and I, neither one have either seen it. And in my case, maybe just don't remember it. <laughs> um, so so I guess that means we move on to the sins from the video. Uh, I'll kick this one off. Um, Jeremy mentioned actually a few that I had here, or at least one that mm -hmm. I had here, which was the uh, the Pitscock one, which I, I really thought was mm -hmm. great. Uh, the you like, was my favorite as and, well. and just even seeing in the subtitles the ukrainian script was i don't know i just really dug that i thought that was that was cool um mm -hmm. i also had uh help i can't breathe are you done sketching me yet that the butterfly was <laughs> from the voice of the butterfly that was yes. hilarious uh <laughs> eavesdropping is only bad when bad people do it right uh i thought that was funny and uh, this is the most boring sword slash fork fight in the history of film uh made me laugh quite as well uh quite a bit as well so i wanted to mention that one uh what about you today um the singing the forest gum feather theme was so fantastic good. yeah i really enjoyed that um the the sin about being invited to play somebody else's piano i kind of had to stop and be like oh no i think i'm the kind of person who would just jump on a piano <laughs> what you do something and, impulsive I, i'll be honest i didn't think that was that weird either but jeremy is a pianist and so i'm like right. i'm gonna if he's saying that i guess that's true and oh I'm no never that do is that, again. that is definitely no, it would it's be definitely it's definitely true like yeah no it's true you wouldn't you wouldn't play some that you shouldn't do that but then i realized i would have that impulse and yeah no 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 yeah for sure i i know what you're saying i would probably ask but i'm just saying i just i, I i'm come from danae's perspective on it. like you know those you know sometimes you'll see the like, a piano out in public that you're supposed to be mm -hmm. able to play or like in an airport or something mm -hmm. and like i'll watch videos of people who sit down and just play these incredible things on these pianos and people stop and it you know brings them joy or whatever i don't know how to play a piano like that i'm a chopsticks mm -hmm. person but i want to go make fun sounds with instruments if i can and so anyways i just felt like i learned something and i was reminded that i really need to have impulse control i don't regularly go to people's houses who just have massive pianos so i'm not in yeah, danger it's rare. but it was it was a good it was a good reminder yeah, you want to do the bill murray from ghostbusters thing where you do the dun -dun 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 -dun. they hate when you do that <laughs> <laughs> when seeks but you wouldn't just pick up somebody's guitar. So, I mean, it, it, it is weird That's true. that you, you know, but it is weird that you wouldn't, I wouldn't, I would think, you know, just pianos are right there, man. I just want to, I want to play it even though I can't play. Uh, Jeremy mentioned a lot of the things just about like, you know, questioning how there's tears or how the body works or why she's part blue and part skeleton. I thought those are really fun. Um, and then the, towards the end, it was like, 
uh what the fuck i swear to god if he loves her now because of guilt and piano duet i'm gonna decapitate a stuffed animal that that is one part of the movie i've always had a hard time with that it makes no sense i still think maybe there's something in there where it's part of his plan to get them all up there and then like they just edited something out that doesn't make that clear yeah because that's the only thing that makes sense to me but but i don't know the way they play it it seems like he like he feels bad maybe or something I don't know. Yeah. Well, you know, that's a weird thing about that I've noticed in this job is when you question why things are happening. Because mm-hmm. when you watch it as a consumer just to enjoy it, you don't end up questioning things. But this seemed like mm-hmm. it was very questionable. No, and this um, is like a movie. I mean, my daughter, like I've watched this movie with my daughter several times and she, she's never been like, oh, that's weird. She's dead. Right. He's alive. You just accept it. Yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. Just, sure. They just enjoyed the visuals or whatever. So Pointing out the lifespan, uh, lifespan of a maggot was uh, funny to me. Um, <laughs> and then also just the whole... Like at the very end where it's just like, but butterflies are cool, I guess. <laughs> just as a way to kind of end it. Like, yeah. why is she turning into butterflies? I mean, I guess they're cool, but why? So definitely yes. enjoyed this one. Yes, that could be our, you know, our uh, Cinema Sins motto. But why? That could but be, <laughs> but why? Uh, yeah. What about you, Jonathan? What are some uh, that you want to mention? Um, I like the dreams are for third sisters as are deadly diseases for fourth sisters. I thought that was very funny. Um, corpse cleavage. I wish I could tell you I don't have a boner right now. I thought Jeremy read that very well. Uh, my gross ass wrote that. Um, the, uh, what a fucker, uh, just the stream of sins about the that guy joke, being yeah. a fucker. Yeah, that was really funny. And I was so, the, um, I was so happy that the, the Maltese Falcon outtake turned out so well because the, the maggot was clearly like whoever was doing the maggot was clearly doing a uh peter laurie impersonation Mm -hmm. yeah so i got that i just i don't know i just i enjoy when i get to do like classic films and the outtakes and uh they get through yeah and maltese falcon is like one of my top 10 films of all time so that was fun yeah definitely fun well done well done it's Uh, one of the 50 movies i probably said are in my top 10 since we're doing this show by the way but if i never do a top 100 list you can just keep saying it doesn't matter that's right Let's move on to uh, Ad Astra. This was a Dicer Scott script, myself and Jeremy writing on this one. Um, This is a movie that I have uh, proclaimed my love for many, many times. Uh, I really like- You married it, right? I I did. Um, Are you going to marry it? It is. uh, I had a conversation with my wife. I was like, I know we're not into the whole polyamory thing, but I really love this movie. Um, can we please add a third to the marriage? And she was like, like you, you, that was like a partial like Trump impersonation right there. It was kind of weird. She really loves this movie. I can't do it's, it. It's huge. It's huge. People are saying, people are saying it's the best movie of all time. People are saying. Um, so, so yeah, I do enjoy it very, very much. And it is, um, it has diminished a little bit upon rewatch uh, in this avenue. That happens sometimes, but not often for me. And I think what I began to realize is that the metaphor that I really love in this movie is not all that solid. And if you really look at the details of how this movie does what it does, it it really doesn't play on that metaphor enough for it to make it as brilliant as I thought it was. Um, and that's, you know, that's a fine experience. That's a good thing to kind of go through and, and figure out. I yep. still love the atmosphere. I still really enjoy uh, the, the pacing and tone of the movie. Uh, I'm on board for what's going on here, but the metaphor itself isn't as isn't as solid as I thought it was, and so it's diminished just a little bit in my eyes. But I still really do love the, the metaphor. Movie. Is it's a little runny, a little more runny. Yes, solid. Yes, it's more of a, a meta 
meta three or a meta two uh, as opposed to a meta four. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I um, saw this in the theater. I haven't seen it since. Uh, Chris and I did a mini pot on it. I I think I gave it like a B minus. I, mm-hmm. I I liked it fine, but I don't know. It never. It kind of just felt like it was. Um, a lesser version of like five or six other movies. <laughs> right, yeah. No, I totally could like, see that, yeah. I mean, because there's definitely Interstellar, Contact. You guys mentioned some of them. Uh, mm-hmm. I didn't even think about Apocalypse Now, but yeah, definitely. Uh, you know, it also, it's not really like 2001, but it still reminded me of that kind of like mm-hmm. visual, sure. like, you know, what it's trying to capture. But yeah, I, it never really, I, I just never really got there with it um, mm-hmm. like you did, at yeah. least that first few times. Yeah. I've so. never seen it. It looks really boring. <laughs> <laughs> I imagine I imagine you would be bored. I don't think this movie it, would it entertain you at all. It just seems really boring. Yeah, I don't think you would me. dig this movie at all. Um, Something I could be about, wrong about like that. the narrator, uh, or like even how like Brad was talking, it just seemed like he's just like, "Well, I'm alive, so one of the things I guess I gotta do stuff." The, the, so. you, you bring that up, and and I'll kind of launch off of that with because I think it, it clarifies some of what I'm talking about. I loved those moments of him uh, doing like status updates because to me they were symbolic of what prayer can like what prayer is. They feel like prayers, but they feel like perfunctory prayers where it's like now i lay me down to sleep or you know um those those kind of things where it's like you say the words the lord's prayer even it felt like the lord's prayer kind of thing where it's like you know give us this day our daily bread you know that kind of thing where it's just rhetoric but then as oh, wait it, what is now i lay me down to sleep then what's that one well that's just a that's just a prayer that's poem not called anything uh, i think no i not that i know of it probably does have a name but uh but it yeah was just when you said that i thought lord's prayer but then no you're right obviously the lord's prayer is the yeah yeah Give Lord's Prayer day. does not include uh, Now I Lay Me Down to Sleep. That's a different thing. <laughs> no. uh, but but yeah, but then the movie like progresses him to a point where he actually chooses to put emotion into his life and into his request for his father and those kind of things. And that's when things start happening. And I was like, there could be something in the metaphor there about religion and why religion is so empty, but like relationship is so full. And so there's there's like this this really interesting metaphor. But the problem is on rewatching it, it just doesn't it, it just doesn't play with that enough for it to really solidify. And so that's when you when you said that, Danae, that made me think of a very specific instance of, you know, the way he narrates and the way he talks, I think is intentional, um, mm-hmm. but it just doesn't quite solidify. But yeah, I think you would find I mean, it there's, boring. There's there's time and space for movies that are kind of more depressing and slower paced. Mm-hmm. Those, there's a place to watch those. That's those just not yeah. the ones I usually lean into. Sure. Uh, Jeremy said that Ad Astra is so frustrating for me. I know Aaron loves it. His love of it is the only reason I ever went back to the film, and I've seen it probably six times now. The action sequences really sing. The fall from the tower, the moon chase, sneaking onto the rocket as it takes off. But there is so much narration. Here it is like a hammer, a hammer of boredom. There's a lot going on with the themes as well, mostly father, son, and religion just stuff though there are hints at what i felt were more interesting ideas the notion that once we colonize the moon we would turn it right into the shopping mall capitalist fuckhole brad's a little sleepy here probably tired from reading all the narration and almost no one else has much to do here they cast donald donald sutherland Liv tyler natasha leone and tommy lee jones and two of those actors were giving nothing and the other two were given some scra- scraps good space Porn. Excellent score. Didn't do much research due to the sci-fi setting, but my favorite sin 
or thing to note was the rocket landing. Like this movie was smart enough to realize we'll be landing on our own rockets that we took off in, but makes a huge suspenseful scene out of him having to land the rocket. And I think the movie just got pushed back enough timing wise, and it's not the movie's fault. But the fact that SpaceX in real life has landed tons of rockets without a pilot at all makes that scene in the movie really silly to me. Oh, and calling him the urban legend nursing home cat was fun. (laughs) That's actually one of my favorite jokes. Yeah, yeah, I had Um, that one written down too. I never realized until the sin viewing that he is the catalyst for so many deaths in this movie. Almost half the people that share space with him end up dead. Oh, and he's an asshole. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Jeremy and I have had several conversations about this movie and can't uh, tell. <laughs> and it's it's fun. I like to me that is a success in one way or another that you want to keep talking about something. Um, so, you know, there at least mm-hmm. is that it also could be taken. He's watched this movie to spite you. Well, like, that's, that's true. I, right. That's true. Right. It could be yes. taken that way. I just want to prove Aaron wrong. I'm going to watch it six times. That's, <laughs> that's commitment, man. And uh, to put a, uh, a number on, you know, something that it's, you know, it's hard to put numbers on how you rate things, but we do it anyway. But uh, I've moved from an, a very solid A to a very solid A minus. So it, it didn't. Oh no! Yeah, oh, it didn't no. like Just ruin the movie. Just slipping down for, a little. Didn't ruin the movie for me, but uh, it definitely changed my. Having my view not of its seen it, I give it a C. Oh, nice, nice. Uh, what do you give the sense video? Uh, I give it all of the the awards. <laughs> <laughs> what do I have? What am I supposed to say? How am I not going to get yeah, fired? I liked it. Please. I give it six percent. Uh, what are some of your favorite sins? Um, so uh, there are a lot of the ones that I like the most are just calling out how boring it is because I was like, this seems so boring. So uh-huh. I really liked it whenever I was like, this is boring. Like the lead in, I will not allow my mind to linger on that which is unimportant. And then you know, if only the director had said that, or <laughs> right, I have talked when I should have listened. Ironic that you would say that in a movie uh, that's uh, in a movie that's a so much narration. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I believe I believe it was a, a million percent narration. I believe is what that uh, that sin is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, he already mentioned the nursing cat legend, which makes me sad because. I wanted to say it. I had that one down too. So freaking funny. Because there is that cat. Mm-hmm. They do that. Yeah. Yeah. That, that uh, is, there is that urban legend. That's because There's they want to eat, that? that? eat you. Yep. That's the reason. That's awful. Yep. It's a primal reason. Um, the I'm trying to stop this goddamn surge. And then that's dirty talk in other contexts. Just FYI. <laughs> That was just really funny. And then singing Father of Mine, Where Have You Been? I like that too. Very nice. Jonathan. Oh, yeah. And sending Applebee's. That was fun. Always. It's always good to send Applebee's. As I hate a, Applebee's. As a Notre Dame fan, I love the producer. Great. <laughs> was that I, a Michigan fan writing that? Yeah. Or? Well, I mean, uh, Jeremy grew up as an Indiana fan, and that's the rivalry oh, right there even, is Indiana yeah, Purdue. But more. I did write that sin, and we have, uh, Jeremy and I have an unwritten rule. He'll send Ohio State fans, and I'll send Purdue fans. So uh, that's just, nice. that's how we, we get each other's back. You guys are leaving Notre Dame alone. I appreciate that. <laughs> um, the uh, the near future, this information is totally useless. I enjoyed that <laughs> right from the get. Uh, oh, and then you guys mentioning the drones. God, that that is killing me. Like that really is a thing. Uh-huh. That's like in every damn. Got to use a drone. And, uh, and I would not have ever noticed that if not for this job. Yeah. <laughs> there been. I can't even remember how many drone sets we've written over the last year. Um, is this the flight? Is the flight recorder their Alexa? I thought was really funny. Uh, I liked how the narrator. I liked how the narrator was do it was Emmett was doing the conversation and then at the end of it was like, Did you just brilliant her own statement though? <laughs> Yep. And uh, the regular show outtake was great. A bunch of baby ducks. Send them to the moon. <laughs> I've like 
thought about that show. I, I haven't re I haven't watched any of the other episodes, but I've thought about that that show a lot for some reason. Like those things from that episode have stuck in my head. I feel like maybe I should watch a few more episodes. I might need some uh, I might need some substances to go with it. But you know, that's another. <laughs> the uh, this one, if you look through the comments, uh, the outtakes were the heroes in this one. Um, the Among Us uh, outtake of the Brad Pitt is not the imposter uh, was one of the favorite things. What was that? The people. It's from I. I don't know because I haven't played it, but it. I think it's a video game called Among Us. Um, uh, play on okay. that, and so. But fans of that game were just losing their mind in the comments. Weird, I just I googled Brad Pitt imposter, and apparently there was this whole story from a while ago where somebody got catfished by a Brad Pitt imposter. <laughs> so nice. I found that story. Nice. <laughs> that was and then the other one. The other one that was all over the comments was the uh, the fugitive one, where it was like you know. Um, oh, that was great. Where I forget what the guy was like. You know, I just want you to be my dad or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> just good cut to him. And he goes, I don't care. Oh, and it fit perfectly. <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah, that was good stuff. I also had written down uh, the Space Cowboys connection, the fact that both Donald Sutherland uh, is in this and Tommy Lee Jones, uh, so that it's almost like a Space Cowboys sequel. I thought that was fun. Um, I also loved how Jeremy did. Also, this movie's title could easily have been Daddy Daddy? Daddy Daddy! Though it would have admittedly <laughs> sold fewer tickets. <laughs> I just think that's Could have sold much fewer tickets. Yeah, right, right. Um, and then the, uh, what, an awards bait movie that uses space as a way to confirm front daddy issues what in the first manner stellar grava contact will they think of next <laughs> uh and uh and then this one i was i i really loved and that's all the time this movie had for natasha leone it really was by the way that one sentence is all she gets yeah. in this entire movie she had I, I i wonder if she was edited must down. have been um, yeah uh and that's all the time this movie had for natasha leone she's so underused and wasted in this movie we should now just call it being leoned like have you seen that movie ad astra Liv tyler was totally leoned in <laughs> that it's <was> great <laughs> did jeremy write that or did you no that was one of my but it's just oh, that's awesome. I love that turn of like the, she's in Ad Astra but you have so many of women in this movie like that that you could pick a different one and say the exact same thing about it um, oh yeah for sure so so good this movie is not concerned about females uh, we oh go ahead no it go probably ahead. does pass the Bechdel test though right I don't think anybody <laughs> talks about a man <laughs> I don't know I don't think two females ever talk to each other in this movie so no I don't oh, think it, I don't so think no, it passes it the Bechdel test never mind never mind <laughs> and then finally Ad Astra is the golden corral of movie has time for this um i, I thought it was fun the golden too corral. Oh. <laughs> yes oh yeah. it's so gross that's so bad. Sorry, Golden Corral lovers. Or Sorry, Golden. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, the important thing is that Golden Corral fans know that they they like a restaurant that's awful. That's the important thing yeah. uh, amongst gold, all this gold, is Golden Corona. <laughs> you, you listen to this show to be shamed for your yes, that's restaurant right. choices. That's what we're here for. <laughs> I, I remember uh, I got some fried shrimp, and they didn't have any fork. So <laughs> well, really they're out. Then they're out. <laughs> Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line 
prop or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Hey, podcast peeps, it's me again. Um, mm-hmm. those are my dogs. Mm-hmm. Those are my. Uh, every time I, I talk, wow, uh, is this how Aaron feels when we're okay? We're gonna try this. I just wanted to tell you about the survey again, which is at cinemasense.com slash BTS. So go fill it out. On that note, we'll move into keeping tabs. The internet is a communications tool used the world over where people can come together to bitch about movies and share pornography with one another. Oh, this is the most public yet of my many humiliations. We're going to take a look at uh, some of the parts of the process of doing our job. Uh, some of the strange searches we had to do. Maybe some of the comments we gave each other in the scripts. Some deleted sins. Whatever we want to do. Uh, what's one thing from putting together the content for this week that uh, you kind of want to highlight? Uh, Danae, what did you have? Um, I wanted to know more about the voice acting. So I just looked up Miley Flanagan, who has actually won an Emmy for her voice acting work um not for naruto but for other animation she won an emmy for outstanding performance in an animated program called jakers the adventures of piggly winks Hmm. that was in 2006 and so i like watched a little bit of that show and kind of heard her voice acting there she's just you know she's talented obviously but it's um it's interesting because i was looking up like she'll go to conventions and stuff like that and there's videos of her being asked what fans want to hear her say the most from that show and it's like you better believe it and so she just you know for fan service she ends up just saying yeah. the same line say over that and funny over thing again. you say by grab yeah. hammer <laughs> <laughs> right um oh, it's also fun to look in and if you just took a if you look up a naruto voice actor there's several uh women that are listed um both from the original and then just different remakes and stuff there's like five women and so that's to me that's always really fascinating but i also looked up the coconut crab um i wanted to know what animal or what uh, creature has the strongest grip strength based on maggie holding on to bart as mm. they descend the um treehouse for the simpsons episode and learned that that thing is the largest living anthropod in the world and can weigh up to nine pounds which is like a little over four kilograms um and it can grow up to one meter that's like a three over three feet long in length from the tip to the tip uh from the tip of like leg to leg wow which is that's a very, very big, and it has the strongest grip strength. So can you imagine, like, 
coming across this thing and it just like grabs you by the ankle. That's terrifying. That is very this terrifying. This is why you never go into the water, people. <laughs> well, bad news never. for you, Danae. Bad news for oh you. Oh my God. Crabs, crabs live on land. <laughs> so yeah. like you're not safe either way. By the way, you should have seen me with my daughter in, in the ocean uh, this past week where, cause I'm not a big ocean person because of what Danae's talking about. And, uh, but I stay like in the shallow area, which, but she's getting a little more adventurous. So she's like, come on, daddy, let's go farther. And I'm like, Aww. oh, uh, I'm, I'm not really, a great swimmer. God, good. <laughs> I'm wondering because Iris is only three. I'm just hoping that Justin. He loves my husband. Loves the my water. Wife, so my wife will go out with her. Yeah, she loves good. it. So yeah, no, no. Aaron, you're right. I just kind of like did like the superficial search for like what I was looking for: grip strength and kind of just a general size. Mm-hmm. Um, I just went back to the article that I would or the resources, and I clicked on Wikipedia. Adult coconut crabs feed primarily on fruits, nuts, seeds, and the pith of fallen trees. They are on land. <laughs> well, the good news All is- All those things are on land. <laughs> the good news is is they, they don't want to eat you. Yeah. I'm not made of fruit. I feel stupid because you said uh, coconut crab. And I'm like, oh, there's really a coconut crab? I thought that was just a food. And then I realized I was thinking about coconut shrimp, mm. uh, which, <laughs> which, <laughs> which I would also eat with a fork. If I like, if I like coconut, which I do not. Can you like a little shrimp's grip strength? And they just yeah. have these little legs. The fabled that just I, coconut like, shrimp. I like that I realized how stupid I was being, and I still called myself out because it's too much fun not to. Oh man, have you seen the the fabled coconut shrimp? They are, whew, man, they are strong. Oh my god, they are strong. I but, guess you could eat coconut crab though. I mean, you can sure, eat crab, sure, so. sure. If you but it probably coconut. doesn't have a coconut flavor. Why is it called coconut crab? Um, because it can break a they, coconut with its uh, claws. It's so strong. Yeah, they um they do eat. Let's see, the species pop popularly associated with the coconut palm, but coconuts are not a significant uh, part of the diet. So they're just in the tree. They're they kind of burrow down. Um, the crab has been filmed climbing coconut and uh, climbing the trees. They're in the trees now. <laughs> it just keeps getting better <laughs> not, for me. Not like in Missouri. <laughs> I don't think uh, they're in Springfield, Missouri, or as the bad uh, city. No, no. Yeah, yeah. Um, they they climb because they need an immediate escape route uh, to avoid predator, especially when they're young, by large birds or other cannibalistic crabs that would eat them. Well, there so, you go. Nature, you scary. These things are a nightmare. Nature, you scary. Okay, so now the picture of them is so much more terrifying. Oh, the, no. Coconut crabs are crazy scary. They. I didn't think that it was scary when I saw it because I was like, oh, I'm not going to go in the water. Now, having actually completed my research and live on the you, show with you. Now that you know they are, they are paratroopers from the sky. God, they are so scary looking now because they kind of blend in. Uh-huh. Yeah. Congratulations, right. Danae. You have a new fear. Uh, yeah, I am looking all at those, like all where those coconut crabs in Missouri. Coconut, really yeah, good. right. Coconut crabs live on most coasts in the blue area on this map. Nowhere near Missouri. I'm good. Uh, that would be We're great. Okay. Like, the largest just, population of coconut crabs is in the Ozarks. <laughs> yeah. he, they're usually called the mountainous coconut crabs. So where are the where are the coconut shrimp? <laughs> <laughs> all right, uh, I'm so dumb, Jonathan. What do you got this week? I, I don't 
really I don't really have much of anything. I just worked on Corpse Bride and there wasn't I mean I didn't I didn't feel like looking up like necrophilia and stuff like that. So <laughs> good for uh, you. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I the only thing I did learn though, because I, I tweeted out about my love for the movie, like I was like, you know, I just tweeted out something like we don't talk about Corpse Bride enough. Um but uh somebody was telling me there's actually a fan theory that the dog is the same dog from Nightmare Before Christmas and Frankenweenie, which was really funny because unbeknownst to that, Jeremy wrote a sin actually calling the dog yeah. Frankenweenie. Yeah. Um, and I think I think the fan theory, the guy told me he thought it had been disproven and I didn't look too deep into it, but I thought that was interesting. And it wouldn't shock me that there, because those all three of those are involved Burton. So um, it and he started off, I mean, his one of the first short films he made was Frankenweenie. So he might just have some attachment to that, that dog. Yeah. Uh, but I thought that was interesting. But no, I didn't really, uh, I didn't really look up anything uh, worth noting. So I'm boring this week. Uh, that is certainly not true. Um, I have much enjoyed the coconut shrimp conversation that we've had. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, except for my <laughs> idiot comments that I called myself out. I could have kept be that honest. to myself. Guys, let's no. just be honest with ourselves. The only reason anybody listens to the show is because of our idiot comments. That's, that's the <laughs> yeah. only reason they uh-huh. tune in every week. Yep. Uh, keeping tabs for me this week was about uh, Naruto. Um, the the dubs uh, talking about the difference between the world building. I just wanted to go into that a little bit more because I did a lot of research on that, and it turns out the the subtitles are correct with the the world building. The dubbed English version is incorrect. So when it says, uh, when the English says, the decree is no one can tell you the nine-tailed fox is inside you, that is an incorrect translation. It really should be, you are the demon nine-tailed fox spirit. Um, and so this character, this child, actually is a demon fox. Not there isn't a demon fox inside him. He actually is the demon fox. Um, And so that is. And again, that's a huge distinction. Um, yeah. which I think in yeah. this, I think in the sin it says um, as but as anyone can tell you there's quite a difference between being something and something being inside you <laughs> like those those are two very <laughs> di- very different things um, so yeah so I wanted to mention that a little bit more because I did do the extra research to kind of go with what the intention was and the intention is that he is a demon nine-tailed fox spirit that is this is a creature in human form not a human who has a creature inside them um, I can't remember is, is there actually I mean I'm sure there is more, but is there a ton of demons discussion in the Bible? Like, do they talk about what they can and can't do and all that stuff? No, there's Not much. Really. There's much less than you would think. You would think as much as there is conversation about heaven, hell, demons, those kind of things that that would be a big part of the Bible, but it really isn't. Um, yeah, I didn't mm-hmm. think. I didn't. I don't remember that either. Honestly, like, I feel like I feel like the Exorcist actually is what <laughs> caused that to even become a thing people talked about. Because I don't even know if we would know much about exorcism if it wasn't if it wasn't for that movie because you know catholic church likes to keep them hush hush anyway well there's so. a, there's a human element to it too which we we like the idea of demons and angels um being super involved in our lives because it gives us reasons for things we can't explain yeah. um so so there i think there's a very human nature to go okay the devil made me do it a demon had an, an impact yeah, on people this. And, fighting their demons and, and let, let me be clear i am not i don't know anything uh about you know like what really is real i'm not dismissing the idea that demons are real or angels are real or anything like that i am as you know um uh not omniscient like i don't i don't know what exists i'm just telling you there is a human nature thing um that likes those stories uh you know because they help explain our lives 
I mean, it's a good question because, you know, here there is this kid show. It's like, so kid, guess what? You're a demon. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, what? I'm a demon? And then the translation's odd too, you know, where like we translate it to there's a demon inside of him, which seems very religious, you know, like mm-hmm. you can have a demon cast out of you. So you're not actually a demon. You're your own person. Right, right. But you're like sharing some sort of physical space with this other being like Jennifer's body style or whatever is going on with that, yeah. you know? So it's interesting that the original show is like, no, 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 no. He's a demon. Well, and then <laughs> what does demon mean? Like, does demon mean the same thing? Because like, here we are, Western Christian culture going, okay, so a demon is this because that's what the Bible says. Whereas maybe it's not that right. in, in its origin. Right. It's so, It almost to me feels more like uh, Last Airbender, like spirit world kind of stuff where, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, it just, it just means uh, of the spirit realm, a maleficent. Uh, member of the spirit realm which is which is what a demon is you know um so uh so yeah but again to reiterate not only does the english version say that it's inside him it doesn't call it a demon it just says a nine-tailed fox is you know living inside of you i wonder if that's i don't know when this came out how old is this show because i wonder if that had to do with the like a sensor thing could be could be they can't see demon in cartoons i I mean because there is like there is like a list of words you know you can't use yeah and, and all that kind of stuff so who knows yeah yeah know, it's it's you know it. it may be lost in translation too but it's definitely mm-hmm. worth exploring so i wanted to mention it um that's interesting for keeping tabs it's uh, definitely cinnable that's for sure that is for sure uh as is everything let's move on <laughs> to the comment section i appreciate your honesty you're a real straight shooter you are the ones who are the ball lickers. I'm going to take a look at the comments from the week, uh, from maybe the videos, maybe from Twitter, whatever the case may be. Uh, I'll start us off. Uh, uh, Damocles from the Miley Cyrus video says, quote, and that thing could not fit into her butt. And then Miley, <laughs> challenge accepted. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Uh, and then I also wanted to mention uh, th- uh, that weirdo geek. Uh, says, as someone who lives uh, lives in New Zealand, I can confirm it doesn't exist. Uh, and then the comments on that were fun. Uh, someone commented, uh, replied to that, I should say. That's exactly what someone from New Zealand would say if it did exist. <laughs> and then Smooth Yoda says, all of us are paid actors, but don't tell anyone. And then uh, someone responded, we know it's a fake place created to draw attention away from Zealand, uh, which I Ooh. thought was was really funny as well. The old so. Zealand. The, the origin. <laughs> the old zealand uh what did you guys have i wanted to do a shout out to our very first p.o box merch we tweeted about it oh, um, yeah. thought that would be kind of fun to do here uh so huge thanks um for the doctor who figurine collection number 46 of <laughs> that is the creepiest toy that lady, is so cool lady cassandra sent to our p.o box um we just got our a very own uh podcast p.o box where Aaron and i can actually check it doesn't go to nashville it comes this direction so um behind the sins p.o box 881 republic missouri 65738 you can also find it on our website uh cinemasins.com slash bts but anyway just a thank you so much mm-hmm. and we've also thank got you. a letter coming and i think some posters were also sent already so it's just like what 
ah, you guys are incredible, and thank you dick so much. Picks. I just wanted to. <laughs> you know, we dick had picks, please. And dick dick picks. D i k. Dick dick picks. Oh, I'm I should have referred. I should have said that more correctly. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Did you have a another uh, comment section that you wanted to to show, or was that it, was that your full whole comment section? Well, you know, I thought this week I might not get in trouble for having more, but sure, since you asked, um. <laughs> Uh, you already mentioned that there are many shout outs to the swing. Um, so I'll skip over those. But uh, Shadow the Supreme King writes also on Naruto, quote, when your anime hero starts with the same catchphrase as the gingerbread man, me spits out drink. <laughs> <laughs> and then I already did a shout out to my critters. So that was it. Nice. Jonathan, what about you? Um, I actually had just realized I had a tweet down that uh, is for a video coming out next week. So I will save that. We can talk about <laughs> <laughs> next week <laughs> oh when you when you write so much at once it gets confusing um so i i thought this was interesting uh sunny sunny's films on uh corpse bride this is kind of long but they actually wrote like something that we we could have sent and i i think this was interesting they wrote actually i think you missed the biggest sin of all how does no one in the town recognize barkus emily's story is what he wooed her and she met him at night by the graveyard which is where he evidently not only killed her but left her remains this implies that Emily either lived in the same town as Victor and Victoria or she lived in the town over since she had to be able to walk to that spot at night in a short span of time. Add to that, Barkus isn't that old and we can only gather that Emily disappeared a few years ago at best. The skeleton seeing that she was a beauty known for miles around and that her family was evidently well off, meaning that people would have noticed her absence even if her parents moved away. They would have known her or known of her, so they would have known this guy was trying to court her at some point or that her father had thought he had put a stop to it. So I repeat, how does no one in the town recognize Barkus? And that is a fair point. Mm -hmm. Um, And Jeremy actually wrote a great sin i don't think we talked about it where it made no sense like it made it seem like everybody in that in that hell was or that underworld was local so that would also uh probably factor in that she was probably local or lived close by so that is a very good point no uh now i hate the movie thank you Sonny. <laughs> you just <laughs> ruined the movie how could just you do like that? that how could you do it uh let's finish what off we do let's finish off the comment section by going back to the poll on twitter and seeing where we are <laughs> Um, the poll currently stands at 180 votes uh, already, and the percentage is 81.1% uh, say with my fingers, and 18.9%. Uh, and what does say that mean for our friendship? So, do we even have 180 you know? mil? Do we even have 180 people that listen to us? I'm so <laughs> yes, do we even, yes, we do. Do we even have? <laughs> oh, hey, we should do a shout out too. We um uh hit how many downloads? Oh, 100. We are we're we crossed 100,000 downloads last month. Uh, yeah, 100,000 yeah, yeah. downloads. Thank you. Guys. Yeah. Thank you. Um, we are so 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 enjoying um, putting this show together for you guys, and um, I don't know. It's just been really fun. I. We've been doing that for a little over a year now, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So we yes. just kind of crossed over that year mark recently. And so to also have that big, you know, download milestone, that's huge. Yeah. Um. So thanks, guys. Yeah, we appreciate it's, it's it awesome. very much. You guys are amazing fans. Uh, if I you did... can get us to 150,000, we all get beach towels. Ooh. I, don't, I have no idea. Yeah. I will put and beach we, towels get... up in the merch store, <laughs> something really awkward. <laughs> what was the Sports Illustrated? Like, remember that, Aaron, the old commercials where if you subscribe, would you get like a football phone? Was that yes, what it was? that was one of them. Yeah, there was always <laughs> we'll some get weird it. That's gift. what I was trying to think of, and I yeah. beach towels is what came out. We'll get, we'll get, we'll get a year supply of coconut shrimp. <laughs> did you guys want to hear some of the comments? There's like uh, 30 oh, yeah, comments sure. on this poll. 
already. Yeah. So mm-hmm. uh, people are definitely. Yeah. I feel like they're all just going to be. They're you know, like, they're like Jonathan's the one that eats it with a fork, isn't he? No, <laughs> actually, uh, actually, I think you will see a lot of the comments that agree with you, and especially you, Danae, because people are definitely on your boat of it depends on the situation. Um, so, so there's some of that as well. Uh, the main comment, the most liked comment, is from somebody named at CinemaSins, uh, Jeremy. I don't know who that is. I don't know who that is. Uh, but they say I use a straw. Um, and that is. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> that is the that is the Whoa. most like time. Brady agrees with you. Jonathan says anything fried that can be picked up with a fork should be picked up with a fork, unless you want to spend bare minimum five minutes washing your greasy fingies. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, and then there were a few <laughs> like haunted who said I'm sadly allergic to shrimp, so none. Um, so I did want to say that as yeah, well. My father-in-law has that has that I, issue, unfortunately. I guess this is the moment when I say I am too. Um, but I purposefully put myself in intestinal pain to eat shrimp. Well, there so. are different levels of seafood allergies. That's true. That's true. That's uh, true yours that's is true. more of an intolerance than mine a, isn't. Mine's an, an intolerance, yeah. and it gives me a really bad stomach ache. Yeah. Yeah. And so I I have to be careful like how many I eat. Hey, same here with dairy yeah. for me. Oh, and you have dairy issue too, don't you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're the we we have the same. I, problems, you're just such man. intolerant people. I've noticed that I about you. I have to you eat too. ice cream sometimes. I have just noticed the older I get, I think this is pretty common with a lot of people. Just fried food in general. Yeah. Um, I don't. I avoid it as much as possible. Slab says tail in fingers to dip in the sauce. Popcorn fried shrimp fork to dip in sauce. Uh, so the dipping is the the main reason why they would choose. Nick says, yeah, popcorn, you'd have to use a fork if you're dipping. Nick says, as many as you can, as fast as you can. Um, so I'm assuming that's fingers because uh, that's Solid. much quicker. Gross. Um, <laughs> Holic says, by oh, f- oh, I thought you were saying that you assume that he was eating fingers. <laughs> I mean, chicken I, fingers, maybe. Uh, <laughs> Holic says by throwing it into the garbage. Okay, Holic. All right. Whatever. You do you. That's like one of, the, that's like one of those where you, like, Holic's the guy where you say, I really like Ghostbusters. And then he's like, Ghostbusters fucking sucks. Uh, you're like, thanks for your comment. Uh, <laughs> uh, Katya Love says you, uh, fork, and that applies to chicken wings as well. Uh, Joseph says secret option C, yes. Um, so apparently just mm-hmm. as long as he's eating shrimp, he's good. Um, so Kyle says alternate answer with an EpiPen. So yes, we, Must be allergic. we, we get that's it. A, there are, there that's are the deadly one. That's yeah. a bad one. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for your responses so quickly. We love having you guys over 200 votes now. Um, I mean, basically at the end of the day, just saying I was right. So that's what's mad. That's what matters. Telling us that we're idiots. <laughs> it's, it's just all balancing power out because right, right. in the tweet from BTS, uh, which, which Aaron tweeted out saying that i was right that people will send stuff to our po box so it's all balancing out it's all balancing Mm -hmm. out we all get to be right every once in a while this is my rare turn at uh, being right i'm not picturing jeremy eating shrimp with a straw (laughs) is it liquefied shrimp or is it just a big is it it a big enough straw (laughs) like shrimp juice oh that's so gross reaction was way well, just, like, I, I just like people like just like anytime i see like in a movie they'll have that joke where people like throw all this crap in a blender you know it'll be like ridiculous yes. stuff that always grosses me i'm out sure for some reason as many flavors as sonic has in shakes i'm sure there's a pureed seafood <laughs> shake uh that they serve there i'm sure that's oh a thing <laughs> it'd be like it'd be the equivalent of like that if you've ever had like a seafood burrito or something it's like that white sauce yeah. you know that would be what you're drinking yes yeah <laughs> it's either that or it was a massive straw large enough to suck up an entire (laughs) shrimp you know 
<laughs> it could be. Oh, I'm glad Jeremy stays on Twitter. Uh, Everybody quit being an asshole to him. <laughs> let's let's finish off with our Beyond the Sins. To infinity and beyond. Somewhere beyond my wild history. To boldly go where no man has gone before. We're each going to chat about something else uh, from the world of pop culture that you've seen recently. Well, sort of. I'm actually sort gonna, of. I'm going to kind of go around the uh, something I've seen recently and talk about the new Google Chromecast because I just got a new Google, uh, Google Chromecast. And if you watch a lot of streaming, Ooh, I wanted to ask you about this. Yeah, yeah if you watch a lot of streaming content, uh, this is the best thing I've ever used for putting all my streaming content in one place. Every single place I'm I'm subscribed to is right there. Anything I've started watching on any of the platforms i can pick from the main page and keep watching it like it feels like a single streaming platform to me now i know apple tv uh is also trying to do this and i think they do it fairly well i just i've never seen anything do it with this many um streaming platforms so um it's a it's a huge shout out for me now it's different than the chromecast before because before the chromecast was just something where on your phone or on your computer you would push the chromecast button and send whatever you were watching to the Mm -hmm. tv but now it is more of a, it comes with a remote. And so there's more of a, they call it Google TV. Uh, there's more of a Google TV environment uh, where you, you know, navigate so and select So is it a box, kind of like a Roku or something? It's or? still, it's still just an HDMI plug-in. It's a little like puck-shaped uh, disc and you just plug it right into your HDMI port and it hangs behind the TV and that's it. So there's no box to, to set up. You don't have to have a place for a box or anything like that. It does have to be plugged in. It does have to be plugged in. Yes, it does need power. So you will need to plug it in. Um, that's cool. Um, so like, for instance, like if, is it like, do you have to, have, um, this is a dumb question, but do you have to have like the remote right on it? Like, cause for instance, like my HDMI cables in my living room would be behind my, like they're the back of the television. So. Oh the, no, no, it, no, no. It wouldn't be visible. It's, it's no. got the antenna or remote, whatever you call that. I, I don't know if it uses Bluetooth. I don't know yeah. what, what it is, but it definitely is not line of sight. It's not IR. Although. Cool. Yeah. And, and most stuff isn't anymore. So that's fair. Although the remote does come with an IR signaler on the front of it so that mm-hmm. you can, and it makes it really easy. It walks you right through it, but basically whatever TV you have, it will also control the volume and the power on your TV so that yeah, you can yeah. you know use it as a universal remote. It I've is- always been a, I've had, I've had Roku for, I don't know how long now. And I love Roku. It's very easily accessible, but they're for some, whatever reason, they're just, they're having issues getting certain streaming mm-hmm. platforms. So yeah. It does use um, Wi-Fi. I, did you mention that already? Correct. You have to be on the same Wi-Fi. So, as, so you uh, have to have a strong Wi-Fi ability. Otherwise, it yeah. could struggle a bit. Yeah. I think that's, yeah, for all those things, I think that's, mm-hmm. that's always yeah. a plus. But yeah, it just came out uh, like a week and a half ago, and I got one immediately because I'm a, I'm a Google zombie. I basically just buy whatever they, they put in their store uh, that I think will be useful for me, and I'm really enjoying it. So I, I wanted to mention it. So there it is. Uh, mine is a worn this week. I actually tried a game uh, called Match 3D. And at first I was like, ooh, this is fun. And then I'm like, this game blows. But if you wanted to pay six bucks for it and kill the ads, then it might be really fun for you. So if you have like, you know, you're just wanting to spend some extra cash on a game and you like doing match games, Match 3D could be fun for you. I've actually thought about like if it was maybe like $2.99, I might have actually bought it because I have some of my um, Google Opinion Rewards cash built up for my Google Play Store. Uh, a little reminder, you can get free money from Google by answering questions and then you can use it for games, which is kind of how I like how I fund my gaming habit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
I had uh, a I had a dollar survey yesterday. How long has, has it yeah. been since you've had a dollar survey? I, it's been a while. I usually get like <laughs> if I take a picture of a receipt, it's like seventy some cents. Right. So that's yeah. cool. Yeah. Um. So the idea for for match three D is that you have a like it's almost like imagine that you're looking down at a table and somebody dumps a whole bunch of stuff on top of it and you're just finding the matches in the pile and the pile moves around as you move around the items because it's based on 3d and so maybe it's like you're looking for a red drum and a red drum um but you don't see the red drum anywhere because uh, one of them is actually on its side and you can see the red side and the other one's actually on its face. And so you can see the white part of it. So um, it's not as easy to find the match for the key if the key is standing upright and you can only see a tiny little bit of it is essentially what it is. And then you get, you know, more and more added. It was really interesting. I saw an ad for it. I thought, oh, I want to kind of I love match games. And so I was like, oh, I want to try that. The first the first couple games that they put in front of you are really easy. Obviously, they're like, oh, you know, you match this up. So you find a, a key and you just can drag it down to the bottom and then you find the other key you drag it on the bottom match you're going on to the next thing and there is a timer so you're up against a timer and then within like maybe either the very next level that they give you or the one exactly after that they just dump a whole bunch they don't like ramp up into having many and it was a little jarring at first i was like whoa whoa get this shit off the table i <laughs> and then it got fun and then i started to want to beat the clock um and i was really getting into it there's a little bit of the interface that was bothering me but for the most part it's really intelligent touch so when i'm looking at this pile and i go to grab that key out of this massive pile i actually do get the key and so the touch on it was really impressive to me because sometimes i can imagine that that would be a little tricky right because you've got this pile of 3D toys and crap that you're trying to match. The issue that I have with it is that while you're playing the game, ads cut in. So here you are memorizing and you're you're moving things around and all of a sudden this ad cuts in that takes 30 seconds. And so by the time you get back to the map, your brain's reset and you're against the clock. Um so that uh, eventually I was like I was like okay, I can I'll work around this. I don't want to pay for it. Uh and then it got down to where I was literally dragging the final one to clear a map that I had tried to beat three times and an ad is the reason that I didn't beat at that level and I deleted it immediately. So <laughs> nice. Cause I was really frustrated with yeah, it. Yeah, no. So I will be reviewing it with one star um, because I think that you can have ads to play the next game, but to interrupt a game is just a bunch of crap. Yeah, and that seems ask, weird. And to ask six bucks for it um, without there being a relationship built up of any kind is just a little bit of a BS thing for me. Um, but there is part of me that I just want to go back and play. I love matching games and it they did a really good job. And 3D is an interesting version of it. So that's a wreck of warning, kind of warn, uh, more of a warning. Maybe. I'm giving it one star, but you might give it, it one star. Mother- <laughs> <laughs> it's a good one. It's a positive one star. It's the high end of the one star. It's a one star. It's like you could do better, people. It's a one out of one point five. You could do so people. much better. <laughs> You should be ashamed of yourselves. Have a star. Jonathan, what about you? Um, I started watching. I have not quite finished it, but I've only got a couple episodes left. But I thought uh, I've been watching The Haunting of Bly Manor, which just dropped on Netflix on Friday, I guess, like on the 9th. Um, so this is Mike Flanagan, uh, director of Dr. Sleep. I think most people would know him from uh, Gerald's Game and uh, Oculus and other things. He also was the creator of The Haunting of Hill House, which was a miniseries on Netflix from a couple years ago. So this is like a 
follow-up to that, although it's a different it's a different haunting story. Um, did you see Haunting of Hill House, Aaron? No, no. Unless somebody oh, kind of makes me watch it, I just I, it's hard for me to get into that stuff. Yeah, but I think you'd like it. Yeah, it's different. I'm I'm telling you, I think you'd like it. I think you'd really like this one. Um, so this is this is loose. This is based on uh um. Oh my God, I just forgot his name. Uh, Henry. Yeah, Henry James, The Turn of the Screw. Um, which has been made into a, a which has been adapted a few different times. Uh, most popular is probably from the 1960s. There's a movie with Deborah Kerr called The Innocents. Um, and then most recently, there was a movie that came out. And I actually had to look this up, but it did actually come out in 2020. Um, it was called The Turning. It was terrible, by the way. But um, but anyway, so this, this story has been adapted. But um, he, just like Haunting of Hill House, uh, Flanagan has a way of taking a very unique approach to these adaptations that I really dig. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause like Haunting of Hill House was another one. I had seen that adapted a few other times. I mean, the, the Haunting from 1963 is one of my all time favorite uh, movies. Uh, another one that's probably in my top 10 of those 50 I've mentioned. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so he, but he, he took it in a completely different uh, avenue. He explored different avenues of it, I guess, than other people have. And he's doing the same thing with this. Um, and this is really weird. And I, th- this episode is really affecting me. These show this, this series, this mini series, um, is really getting to me emotionally, which normally doesn't happen to me. Ooh, at I least, like emotions. At least, especially not with, uh, uh, horror projects or, um, thrillers, whatever you want to call this. I would almost say, I mean, this definitely is horror, but it's also very much a drama. It's very much a mystery, um, that's going on. You're trying to figure out what's going on and stuff. And, uh, it's got a really nice cast. A lot of the people from Haunting of Hill House are back in this one playing different characters uh and then there's some new people as well but i don't know i just i dig flanagan i think he's got a really interesting i like his pro i think he has a really interesting approach to his horror projects i even like i liked oculus i thought i don't know if you've ever seen that about the possessed mirror mm-hmm. um that's a that's also an early one with um um what's her name from doctor who and she's in the jumanji movies and avengers and karen gillen oh yeah yeah um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's uh, Karen Gillan and um, uh, Brenton Thwaites, actually, and Katie Sackhoff is in that movie. But uh, no, I just I don't know. I've 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 he's pretty much been a hundred percent for me. He also did nice. a really cool uh, thriller on Netflix a few years ago called Hush. Um, but uh, yeah, he's great, and uh, I'm really really digging this show. Like I said, I've got a couple episodes left, so I guess it could take a, a nosedive, but it I don't think it will. Um, so it's a it's a recommend for me. The Haunting of Bly Manor, B L Y Manor. Okay, very M-A-N-O-R. nice. M A N O R. <laughs> not like manners not like not <laughs> no. like bly manners uh no it's and bly manor spelled t-h-e <laughs> thank you uh, thank you i appreciate the help uh, <laughs> appreciate appreciate the help it's gonna no problem it's gonna be good gonna be good well that's gonna wrap it up for behind the scenes this week guys uh thank you so much and uh, don't forget to make sure you're you're subscribed and go ahead and leave a comment or rating as well you can hang out with us on twitter we're at cinemasins bts uh i am at aaron dicer she is at denae says d-e-n-e-e-s-a-y-s and he is at sam loomis 13 and danae people can send us stuff uh in the mail Uh, where do they send they can. that? They're going to send it directly to Aaron's house. Here's his address. <laughs> uh, our P.O. box is Behind the Sins. For whatever reason, you probably should spell it out. Uh, behind the Sins, P.O. Box 881, Republic, Missouri, 65738. So for Jonathan Watkins, Danae Hughes, the endangered coconut shrimp, and myself. We will see you next week. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Send any feedback to bts at cinemasins.com. And be sure to subscribe, rate, and comment. Find more ways to connect by visiting cinemasins.com slash BTS. 
I did clap next to the mic. Well, whatever the case, it, the the mic processor. Hey, could sound... you clap next to the mic? Like I'm gonna clap by my ass. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm just saying I needed it again. That's all. I don't, I'm not judging. There's no judging involved. There's no judging for my ass clapping. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. And our first outtake is born. <laughs> so, Jonathan. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> what? Oh, my God. He's gone. He's gone. I've watched every single episode of Saturday Night Live, so I feel like I can't stop you now. You should have some kind of an award. You know how, like, okay, in World of Warcraft, right, you have these achievements, and then you get these really cool titles, and you can make them, like, actually appear on a screen for other people so they can see that you're amazing. So, like, my character was a lore master, which meant that I, like, had completed a whole bunch of quests. I had actually turned them in, you know, because in that game, you don't have to actually complete quests. You'll, mm -hmm. you'll end up leveling up before you actually complete, like, these storylines. But I went down all these different storyline bunny trails and completed them all. So I could run around in the world and it would say, Ari, lore master. And I was like, <laughs> I just feel like I wish that was true for life, too. Like, you should have these accomplishments, these achievements for watching every I don't know. episode of something you know is that is that is that an accomplishment like it is to us i guess in a <laughs> yes, way. Jonathan, don't you take that away from me <laughs> dvr is like the greatest thing ever when i like like i'm so glad the dvr was invented just for snl because if a sketch isn't working oh shit you can just fast forward through that so quick I mean, <laughs> not me not if i'm gonna say i watched the whole episode <laughs> uh, that's true for you no for me it's okay uh i have watched uh, all 639 episodes of the simpsons that's the other one that, uh, that's, wow. that's amazing. Yeah. So I was going to say Saturday Night Live is really more like Sunday morning live in our house. Uh, that's <laughs> yes. typically yes. That's typically when we watch it. So yeah, and no, for that... me it's going to be like Monday Night Live. No, or it's it's Sunday afternoon DVR'd. That is that is the yeah. name of the show in my house. Sunday afternoon DVR'd. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know if you were staying up on Saturday and no, just watching it. No, no. Oh, you'd have to watch commercials. You wouldn't do that. Dude, if I see <laughs> 11 p.m., that is a crazy night for me. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, my Aaron's God. out am... partying if he sees 11 p.m. <laughs> Not going to lie, with this job, though, occasionally, like, if I'm super tired, I'll be like, I'm just going to lay down for an hour. <laughs> so, mm -hmm. so I do occasionally get a nap, which yeah. I, which I yeah. don't know how I made it through an uh, office uh, work day anymore i did forget how that worked so man naps are amazing <laughs> office work days never worked for me that's how that's how those <laughs> worked <laughs> my bosses hated me you mean i can't go uh change laundry right now i can't run home and do that real quick you mean i can't watch three episodes of the simpsons right now what are you talking about <laughs> you mean i can't have america's got talent going in the background while i do my work what what what, what kind of madman are you <laughs> My Saturday afternoon, I, I do fall asleep to uh, football sometimes on Saturday afternoons, and I'm always like, oh, my God, I'm my dad. I just, I don't know when this happened. Like, it's interesting, I isn't like it? A I just need a toothpick in my mouth, and then, you know, you waking me up, choking on it. I am identical to uh, my father with one distinction on my weekends, which is instead of watching golf and in, in nodding off, I'm watching disc golf. Uh, I just, there I just, go. I did change you the instrument. You can watch disc golf. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I love watching disc golf tournaments. Uh, they just had their disc championship golf would last be weekend. So much better. It is. It's great. No, it is better than golf. Like, 
I like I like golf, but golf is such a commit. Like I don't mind watching golf anymore. I used to hate it. I used to never understand why my father and my stepfather could watch it, but um, I get it now. But I still can't. It's a commitment that I just don't feel. It's almost like a commitment, just like going to. This is why I don't play golf that much because it's a commitment. This is what I love about the disc golf tournaments is because they don't have the financial ability to do them live with like cameras at every hole mm -hmm. and that kind of stuff. They just follow the final group, the final grouping, or they'll mm -hmm. do for the first two days, because it's same as golf. They're four days and then, yeah. you know, best overall score wins, but they'll just follow the lead group and they will put together an edited uh, version of the lead group, every shot from the lead group. And so you basically watch the front nine in about 40 minutes and the back nine in about 40 minutes. Is it um, called DGA? Uh, PDGA. Tour? PDGA. Oh, they but they do actually do that. That's, yeah, that's hilarious. Yeah. Are you going to try to become one? No, 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 no. We've got <laughs> we've got a couple nice courses around here, and I do play. But um, in fact, there's a really nice course, like you know, twenty steps from today's front door. Um, it's like right across mm -hmm. the street from you. Sure, she's there every day playing. Yeah, yeah, she loves oh, disc me. golf. <laughs> I love. I love. If there's things I love, You're it's. Like activity <laughs> um movement of your body in any way you know like walking it's really great uh, and sun you know yeah mm -hmm. it's a triple threat I love that stuff i hope they figure out how to take the uh I, and i know i'm way in the minority on this but i really do hope they figure out how to take the brutality out of football because it is a beautiful game mm -hmm. um as far as like the idea of having that big of a team figuring out how to get this ball you know to the other side of the the field like that's like the intricacy of the plays the the way yeah, yeah, yeah. like that stuff is gorgeous like so i'm watching some of the stuff mahomes does and it's mm -hmm. just genius and it's so it's so you're, fun you're Hey, Mahomes? real quick though, yeah. uh, he wasn't doing that shit yesterday. That's <laughs> no, all I'm no, saying. No, he wasn't. He had an off day. <laughs> he had an off day this weekend. It was funny. My son came to me the other day. He's like, "Dad, I know how you feel about this, but I saw a YouTube clip of a boxer, and he was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> like he was ashamed to tell me that he liked a YouTube clip of boxing because he knows how I feel about gladiatorial sports. And I was like, "Dude, it's it's athletic. It's incredible what some of those yeah. guys do." He said, "I think you'll like this one because this guy died." every single punch it's like he knows it's coming and he was right he showed me this clip of a of a guy who like for a full mm -hmm. round like literally dodged every punch that was thrown at him like he was psychic it was it was pretty impressive do you still play world of warcraft no i really wish i could though that seems like very involved like I just, it is that... it is yeah well i mean you do it depends on what kind of game you want to play you can just go on and casually play can you just can you go on and like just like run over prostitutes like you can in Grand Theft Auto? Is that a thing mm -hmm. you can do? No. Okay. Mm -hmm. No, there's no there's, there's no clear prostitutes that I saw in the game. <laughs> I just remember you... I've never I've never played Grand Th I think I played Grand Theft Auto a couple times, but I just remember people telling me that like yo I just run over prostitutes. Yeah, Janae, like, don't that, don't worry. This really? is just this is just Jonathan's first question about every video game. Uh, I was talking about <laughs> Super Mario Sunshine the other day. I like how you're like you're like let's stop talking about violence. Danae, you like World of Warcraft? where you can run over <laughs> prostitutes i'm making fun of other people thank you hey hey in that in that new sonic the hedgehog game can you run over prostitutes in that thing <laughs> it's a good question it's a good question i remember i, I think i've told you guys the story but i was this really low-level character and i just started i just decided to start walking around and i walked for a really long like probably two hours of game time just to see how long the road was and then I remember being in this world where somebody ran by me on a velociraptor. <laughs> and I was like, I think maybe I've gone too far. <laughs> <'Cause I'm... laughs> 
it reminds me of like the swimming pool growing up and like wandering into the deep end and like all the older teens are there and the adults and you're just like kid are you sure you want to be out here it's like no no help me back to the shallows (laughs) that's actually what ended up happening is this person doubled back and waved at me and so i waved back which is usually a sign of like let's communicate and so you can kind of whisper in the game and they're like what are you doing here you're really low level you're gonna die (laughs) you're gonna die a lot Um, uh, um, uh, yeah. All right, you guys ready? So, so let me tell you about polymer clay then. (laughs) Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if if you don't win your first bet, bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. 